And I think the key is making it where it's not what everyone's doing wrong. So they don't like want to avoid those meetings. And I usually learn by mistakes and we've tried the family meeting and I'm like, yeah. And <laughs> I was like, we, this is going downhill so fast. And I'm like, bail, bail, bail. You know, bail. Um, but I do think, I think just an expectation where we all communicate and everyone can feel seen and heard. Hell yes. What a great idea. You know, what a great thing to do. Um, but I, I think where I struggle is just making it, sorry, if, my, if you can hear my dog barking in the background. Hello there. Welcome to the Thriving Family Podcast. It's Teresa and Barbara, and we're so happy you're here. We're grateful that you're taking the time to hang out with us in a supportive space to fill your cup and elevate your life. We are here to remind you that you are amazing and you are needed and that you are the rock star of your family and household. Consider us your cheerleaders and all things that bring joy into your life. As your friends, no subject is off limits. We have conversations with amazing guests and experts in all areas, including awkward subjects that not a lot of people talk about. Anything from finding your joy and inspiring possibilities to anti-aging tips and spicing up our sex lives. And relationships, self-love and confidence, especially relating to school age and older kids. If you're at the baby toddler or kindergarten stage, check out the Baby Bumps to Littles podcast. We're your friends and your community because we're on this journey together. It takes a village and we're here to remind you that we're never alone in parenting. This podcast is made possible by amazing listeners like you, and we provide new content on Tuesdays and Thursdays every week. Follow us on Instagram at Thriving Family Podcast for daily reminders and fun ideas. Subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Leave a review and share it with someone who needs to hear it. Let's get started creating the life we want. We are back with part two with the amazing Sean Donahue, the awesome parenting and family coach. I couldn't stop writing all the helpful tips from part one. So if you didn't listen to that, definitely do that. It's so good. And part two, oh my gosh, so, so awesome as well. Get your pen and paper out and I hope you enjoy. And I know I, I as a parent, get to that point where you're like, what do I do here? Like, and so- I'll show you what to do. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a tool on what to do. Because I care about the garbage too. I want your garbage is empty right now. And I want your kids to empty them because chores are great for kids, right? Yes. So what do we do? We just say, do we do what a lot of parents have done? Oh, it's just too stressful to get my kids to do chores. So screw it, I'll just do it myself. Yeah, I don't know. That? I think you compromise. I just think the key is compromise. Okay, me. like what would that sound like though? What would that, what would compromise sound like? I think it's having the conversation so that they understand that the reason that they have the vans, the this, the that is because, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're helping by doing all the things you're working as a parent and you're doing all mm -hmm. those things and everyone needs to contribute to keep the world running a little bit. Yeah. And so everything is a little bit of give and take compromise. And yeah. are you willing to, if we want to have fun together after, can you help me get some of these chores done now? Okay, yeah. Would you like that? And then to me, that's where the compromise comes in. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to go run upstairs and just, you know, watch a show. Yeah, yeah. Up after dinner, I'm going to contribute. And for me, it's vacuuming. I'm like, just please vacuum. Just vacuum. I want to see those lines, guys. I want those are the lines over here. I vacuumed. I'll see the lines. I'll see the lines. Come on, don't be lying to me. Look at those lines. Come on, son. 
Suck it up, right? You're three years old now. You better be vacuuming, boy. Okay, so what you're talking about there is you want to teach your kids, because parents are teachers, the value of compromise and the value of teamwork. And I love that because you're right. We're not, this is not Chateau Donahue. I'm not your butler. Like, this is teamwork where we need to work together. If I may, I can share with you my number one tip on how to get your kids to empty the garbage the first time or to empty the silverware the first time or to turn off, give you the screen the first time. Yes, okay. as in everybody, every parent, everywhere. Right, okay. All right, so this is what I've determined is, uh, and I'm just getting it. Let see. It's a lot of pressure now. I just built it up so much. So, um you can handle right. it. Sean. So I'm going to answer this in two ways. Okay. Cause I like to answer with things in like kind of artistic ways, but through stories. All right. And I saw this, um, this really sad TikTok video just this morning. Cause I was, um, and I want to answer it telling the story of this video too, that I saw. Okay. So, um, I'll start with that. So I did a lot of rowdy shady stuff as a teenager. Um, and as a middle school kid, I grew up in San Diego. Surf culture is very different than regular people culture. We do a lot of weird stuff. But also, I grew up in like the jackass generation. If you remember them, the Johnny Knoxville, a lot of weird, weird stuff, pranks. And well, most of the time, our friends and I didn't hurt anybody. We didn't do anything immoral or illegal. We just did like, we just got close to the line. And I used to steal things quite a bit and do pranks. Sometimes pranks um, hurt people's feelings. Or I would do things like I would go into the local supermarket and I would punch holes in all of the um, like toilet paper um, like things. And they would it would damage the toilet paper, right? And I just did this for fun. You with me? You guys judge me for that? And it's just, this is like, I'm just, weird stuff because it was like I would break and I would just punch them. So you would, uh, sadly, I would probably, just in that one story, I would probably damage, let's see, let's see, let's just say I did, fit, let's say I did 10. So I like, they're coming in, those are the larger ones. So probably like $30 of damage, right? Just that one time. So why would I do that? Well, I did that for all those reasons we've been talking about, you know, selfish, I was a thrill seeker, but the the I think, the main reason why I did it is the main reason why on this TikTok video, it showed this group of five kids and they went into a Walmart and they thrashed the Walmart. Specifically, the, the video kind of went viral is that the most devastation on the video that they showed is that these five kids went and it's, um, it's during a Valentine's Day setup at Walmart. So you can see all the plush toys and that might be actually filmed just like in the last few days, because as we record this, Valentine's Day is about two weeks away. So they they knocked down probably would look like 100 to maybe 200 teddy bears off of the Walmart shelves. And they threw some flowers on the ground and they filmed it and they're having a good time. Now, they did this um, in, in, for their own personal reasons. But mainly they did it because it was fun and it was fun with friends, like a big part of childhood psychology, right? And why they did it, it has a lot to do probably with a lack of parenting and maybe some trauma. But what is a lack of parenting? Well, this is my long-winded way to, to answer these questions about the garbage cans, about why kids do what they do. And what does it mean when someone says there's a lack of parenting? Any questions so far? Or am I just you with me so far? Totally with you. Okay, so I think the reason why those kids did that 
is it is in the reasons why I acted that way is because I really didn't care about other people's feelings because it's probably just going to take maybe an hour, maybe 30 minutes for those Walmart workers to go put those teddy bears back on the shelf. Now that's not a big deal. 30 to 60 minutes. They didn't damage the bears. Maybe they're dusty, but those kids are not thinking that like they're hurting the Walmart workers by doing that. And they're kind of disrupting the peace in the, the natural order that we have in society. And they're just doing it for their own selfish reasons. Like, do you agree with me? Like, am I, am I off here? Does that make sense? No, I, I think you're nailing it. I totally, it's the just not respecting other people's feelings and that selfish, which yeah. is the natural behavior, uh, but they haven't learned otherwise. They haven't learned to think outside themselves. And yeah, they haven't. Yeah. And these, these kids actually might have great parents. Now, if you were to go and ground these children, it probably will not work because grounding does not really work. I don't believe in groundings or the timeouts or naughty chairs. They don't work. It's, there's no science that backs it up either. And, um, but really what these kids need is they need to, an adult's presence to help them understand how that affects people's feelings, it hurts feelings, it hurts their feelings, it hurts societies in humans matter, right? Humans matter. We, we love each other. We need each other. We're connected to each other. I didn't even think about that when I was punching holes in like toilet paper and rolls. We're taking single use, uh, this kind of, I'm making myself laugh right now, single use, um, single use paper towel rolls and then pretending they were footballs with my friends because they do kind of look like footballs and then causing devastation in a store. So so how do we help our kids to hand our, to do well with their um, garbage cans? or hand ourselves. And what I've concluded is that our kids are, are gonna be tempted to dehumanize us, to not view us as human beings, to view us as either these robots who are only good for driving them to T-ball, driving them to Costco, telling them to study, telling them to say please and thank you, or just robots, and robots do not have feelings. Right. And now you combine that with screens and the dehumanization of the parent through the Disney channel and most of the shows you see on TV. And we're just created a culture of the dehumanization of the parent figure and of the family unit. So how do we reverse that? Well, good news, you can reverse it. Because, because if you just take a few minutes to say something like this in your way, hey, um, can I tell you why the garbage is so important to me? Ah, fine. And if they're doing that, see what they're doing is they're struggling with entering into your humanity, into <laughs> doing in entering into your emotions, which I don't blame them. Like they're yeah. six or they're 16. Yeah. That's a hard skill. Most adults we know have a hard time being present and entering to another adult's emotional state. And we can, it's a lot easier being connected with someone when they're angry, upset at somebody who's not us. You feeling me? Totally. Right? Fine. So it's a lot easier for you to be here for your husband. If he's upset about something that's going on with work or something else in his life, but he's upset at you or hurt by something you did. Well, that's really hard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then it pushes all your buttons and your fears. Right. So, so there's, a, and I can show you different ways to do it right now. If you want, I don't feel like I need to, but you want to help your kids see, yeah, like I'm, I kind of feel sad when you don't, empty the garbage it's the garbage really yes why can i tell you why yeah because 
this kitchen just means a lot to me. And having a clean kitchen, like it matters to me. You're being so weird. Yeah, that, that actually kind of hurts my feelings. What you just said. Oh my gosh, really, mom? Right, because you just called me weird. And that, I don't like being called names. Like if, if I were to see you doing something that you enjoy doing, and then if I were to call you weird, would you like that? Um, no. Right, if you ask me for money to go to, to the mall and say you're gonna orange Julius, and like, you're being weird. Would you like that? No. So like, we're different. And the way I feel about certain things is different than how you do. And for me, this kitchen is like my happy place. I love it. And having a clean kitchen means a lot to me. Okay, mom. So what, what do you hear me saying? You're angry at me for not emptying the garbage. No, no, no. Not angry at all. Not angry. I want to help you understand what's the garbage hands to me. It's funny now, right? It's funny. It's true though. Yeah. So you want to help them see your humanity, how it's yeah. connected to the garbage. And it's going to take time yeah. for them to make that connection. Kind of like, I call it like drawing a connect a line from their head to their heart. Yeah. So then that way, after having this talk three or four times, then you can say, hey, can you, can you please empty the garbage? And then boom, they're going to remember. Remember where it's coming from, that it's not just about the garbage. That it's, it's not about the garbage at all. It's not about the garbage at all. Yeah, I love it's just it. a metaphor. It's just yeah. a symbol for, for love and human connection and teamwork and compromise. And you know, this is a practical way to love my mom because she loves me so much and does yeah. so much for me. Uh, it's so good. And I love, my dad always said, tomorrow's a new day. And I love what this does is that obviously if someone's listening to this, I myself have struggled <laughs> like a lot of people with the chores and kind of battling it out. And I'm like, this isn't right. There's got to be a, a different or a better way. And so it's like, I could start implementing these today and it can change. Like it's that easy. And it's Very not easy. like you're stuck in these patterns. It can, like you said, it might take a couple of times, but that they'll get it and it will get better and that you can change it. It's not too late. And I love that so much. Yeah. Just to, just to build on that positivity. Sometimes I'll get hate or negativity on my TikToks, not from actual client or someone who talks to me in the zoom, but I tried that one time. It didn't work. Like don't be dumb, dude. Come on. Yeah. This yeah. isn't like a Disney magic wand <laughs> where you just manipulate your kids. It's like, come on, don't be dumb. Yeah. What we're doing here is we're creating a culture in the home, a culture. Yeah a culture of mutual care, a culture that parents have feelings too, a yeah. culture of trust and honoring each other's boundaries and a culture of like freedom that, Hey, you're free to like nerd out on conspiracy theories. No one's going to judge you about that. Now, if you come home with like a, a tattoo of like a freaking, like a, something like flat earth on your, on your arm, I'm going to freak out. Right. Let's not get crazy here. Like, yeah. but you know, it's just, we're just sharing life together in our imperfect lives, in our imperfect, you know, choices, but also our unique interests together. Because it's okay for one woman to love her kitchen and to want to have a clean kitchen. That's beautiful. Kitchens are great. I love our kitchen. Now that you bring that up, I, another thing I wanted to talk about that I love that you shared because I've heard it before and I've talked to people about it and people are like, what? 
Um, some people do this. I'd love to hear how you run yours, but the family meeting, because I think when some people hear that, they're like, oh God, you know, and I, I think yeah. kids first are going to say, oh God, it's like the, we need to talk thing, but you do it in a, a super Sean way. And oh, nice. I'd love for you to share why you do it and how you do it. Dude, I will just nerd out on those family meetings. Like, I love you've it. got sibling rivalry or sibling issues, or if you've got a dog and people are like not like vibing with that dog, like that's our last our last several family meetings around this new puppy we have. And um, family meetings are just a way to connect as a family, to solve problems as a family, and to share feelings and values as a family. It's also a way to teach values as a family. So like, you know, so if you think about it, like I just wrote about this, this section of my book, um, like if you bring a Christmas tree into your home around December time, most like most Americans do, not all Americans do, then your kids are not going to get weirded out by that. They'll be like, why are you bringing a tree? That's a tree. We don't bring trees into this home. What are you doing? But if you bring a tree in in July, people are like, what are you doing? Hey, you have a tree in July. It's 4th of July. Are we celebrating America like this? You're being weird. Because it's a natural part of a home culture to bring a tree in after Thanksgiving in most homes. You guys with me? Do you guys do Christmas trees? Yeah. Right. So when you first start family meetings, if your kids are already like, you know, seven or eight, and they might be like, why are we doing this? This is weird. We don't do that here. And if you're starting at age 16, then they're really going to, you better have, you better have like, you know, there's going to be a lot of salt at that table because they're not going to understand what's happening. So just, just roll with the punches because you can create a new culture in your home. Just, it just takes a little bit of time. So yeah, creating a culture of, Hey, when we have a hard time, we come together as family to do one of my top five parenting skills of all time. You know, hard talk is number one in a top five also would be a tool called shared problem solving, right? And so we're going to come together to solve this problem as a family. You got one sibling, then you guys are fighting a lot. So let's come together. Let's work on this and solve this together. That works a lot more than just grounding some kid or trying to be a peacemaker in your home or being a referee between your two kids, which clearly doesn't work, right? I love this. And how often do you do it? And I, you also brought up in one of your posts that you make it fun. Like you get bagels. It's not like they're in trouble. This is a, like a time for you all to connect and also solve, like you said, solve problems, but do you do this once a month or just as needed? So if you're, if you're just starting off with yeah. family meetings, I would advise you to do like um, two or three and just really focus on positive vibes. And I can okay. give you all types of ideas, just celebrating successes or making it fun and positive. They should be really short. You sure don't want to bore. Who wants to go to a lame, boring business meeting, right? So don't be boring your kids. You ruin, you have a meeting. It goes on for an hour and a half. You just don't ever want to come to family meeting again, right? So yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, and then for us and our family, we just do them like as needed right now. Like we just, like if something comes up, my wife and I are one of my, we need to have a meeting about this. And then our, our kids will come and they kind of know the vibe, but it takes time to develop that type of culture. And then because our kids are so spaced out, we got 18, 13 and six, like the six-year-old, we just kind of let her walk around the room and, you know, pick her nose or do whatever she's six-year-olds do. But then she knows like sometimes we'll, she'll speak up or we'll, we'll incorporate her. But now, you know, we have family meetings with her when she's older, when things are more challenging, she's going to be ready to rock because she's watched 
her older sister is kind of like in that in that culture right so have you guys ever tried a family meeting how did it go do you feel like you need to have here's a good question do you feel like yeah we do you feel like there's a topic right going on going on in the house and you, you need to call a family meeting about it these screens sibling issues respect chores grades uh, how you treat grandma and grandpa when they come over i mean the list is endless right? oh yeah yeah and and i think the key is making it where it's not what everyone's doing wrong so they don't like want to avoid those meetings and i usually learn by mistakes and we've tried the family meeting and i'm like yeah and <laughs> i was like we this is going downhill so fast and i'm like bail 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 you know bail. Um, but I do think, I think just an expectation where we all communicate and everyone can feel seen and heard. Hell yes. What a great idea. You know, what a great thing to do. Um, but I, I think where I struggle is just making it, sorry, if my, if you can hear my dog barking in the background, um, I think that is where it's everyone has their turn and it's not like pointing fingers or like you guys are having an issue. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you make it where it's just uh, everyone walks away. <laughs> right. That's the key. That's the challenge. I have tools for that. That'd be for probably another podcast, right? How do you so, stop yeah. the downhill meeting, the family meeting from going downhill <laughs> and just keep it on the positive, right? Because yeah. that is that is how people grow. You know, we don't, we grow and learn from the, the positive people in our life, the co positive bosses, the positive coaches. We don't, we don't grow from the, um, the pricks who are just picking at us. Exactly. Or focusing on the negative, and there's um, I've learned a lot about parenting from you know the got the Gottmans and their their psychology and what they've taught about marriage because yeah. there's just so many overlapping, you know, essentially attachment theory and just being attached to our kids and focusing on that positive connection helps solve problems and accomplish our goals. Yeah. I just, I just think this is so good because obviously we could have you on a hundred more times and I hope we get you another time, but just for people that are just finding that things aren't working or they can tweak it in such a better way, the basis of connection, maybe implementing those family meetings, having your kids really feel the importance of why the things are like mm -hmm. the chores, why they're important to you yes. and modeling that behavior of I feel, and this is important to me. And it, I mean, cause what a great example to give to them to own their own voice with what's important to them. I yes. think, yeah, I think. And then also we touched on technology. It's just so good to have these things that you can just start implementing and change the whole dynamic of your family and these magical loving ways. I just, there cannot be enough Sean in this world. I just, oh, I'm like, thank you. yes, I can't wait to watch your show. I can't oh, thank wait. You. <laughs> that was a great recap of our conversation, our podcast. It was, yeah, we're in this together and it's okay. Trust me as somebody who's, you might see, you know, it's okay to be imperfect and to have our problems. That just is so freeing, right? We don't have to be perfect. And so we can make mistakes and we have our own problems and our own traumas, our own temptations. In fact, and, and our kids can learn in that when they see our mess. So, so let's just, uh, yeah, my best to you guys and my, my from my heart to your heart. Thank you so much for, for having me and uh, that we can chat like this together. And can you share with our audience where they can find you? Because your videos are just so helpful and so good and entertaining. Cool. Yeah, you can find me on, on TikTok, 
uh, mainly right now as the family coach, but I have a, a, a new uh, Instagram and a new um, YouTube channel. I have a new podcast coming out. Um, hopefully my book will come out in 2023. So um, lots of things. My website is parentingmodernteens.com. Yeah. And that's where people can book coaching sessions with you. Uh, and it doesn't matter where they are. They can always like meet on Zoom, which is so great that- that yeah, that's be. what I do every day. I'm here in my home office right now. I, I won't be, I don't leave my house very often anymore. I just help clients from all around the world in the country in either sessions or courses or classes and uh, and really been fun being with you guys. Thanks for this fun time together of laughter and sharing stories. Uh, we love it and we love you. Thank you so much. All right. Oh my gosh, that was such a good episode with Sean, both of them, part one and part two. And there were so many takeaways, but a couple of them that I'll go over are, I loved how he brought up that we are the teachers and our kids are the students. I think that helps just a little reframe in our brain and what we're really here to do and see and be noticing what triggers us and why it's triggering us. And oh, connection, connection, the positive connection. This, I love that he acknowledges that this is a base for everything and that he gave tips on how to connect, especially when we find ourselves, especially with those tweens and teens that are kind of pushing us away of how to connect with them and what they're really needing. I loved that. And uh, implementing the family meeting. If this sounds like a good idea to you, if there's something that you think that your family would get out of it, I love how he brought that up and how he runs his and how often I thought that was really good. And oh my gosh, when he was talking about the chores and how he works trust into it, that was mind blowing to me. I will now start using the word trust more with my children and also how I feel about things. So they understand where it's coming from. So they understand why we need them to help out as a family, that it's not all the parents job and how they can help and be part of the family by doing the chore and how we look at it, the importance that it is. And I thought that was so amazing. Also, I loved, I know it's a touchy topic, but I loved how we talked about phone management because unfortunately, unfortunately, it's now a part of our big family life for everybody, parents and children. A couple of key things of limiting, you know, not having it at the dinner table and also when you are and have to be on it, saying to your children why you're on it and that you'll be right back with them. I thought that was so, so helpful. I just love that it's changing the family dynamic in magical ways and that tomorrow really is a new day. And if you haven't implemented any of these things, I know there's a lot I haven't done that I'm going to start doing that tomorrow is a new day and we can just start putting these things into play in our families and see what works. But at least it gives us those parenting tools in our toolbox that we can start being able to play with and see what fits our families. I hope this helps and I hope you enjoyed both of these episodes as much as we did and got some real gems out of them. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for joining us today. We know how many other things you could be doing and it means the world to us that you're here. We hope you always get something valuable from our podcast and that you feel supported. If you have a question for us about our content or anything else, please leave it in your review of this podcast or you can send us an email or DM us on Instagram. We're here for you, so let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. You can join our membership by clicking on the link in the show notes. 
You are never alone in parenting, and we're here to support you at every stage. If you know anyone that would be inspired or supported by this podcast, please share it with them. We provide content every week, so please subscribe wherever you're listening from. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We're so excited about this giveaway. We only introduce brands to our community that align with our values. And Barbara and I both love the Now Tone Therapy System. This yoga for your mind is one of the most simple ways to relax, relieve stress and anxiety. The creators recommend listening twice a day for only three minutes to receive these benefits or to listen as often as you like. And if you buy them, there's a risk-free three-month trial period. What we like best about Now Tone Therapy System is that it's something everyone can make time for. My family likes to listen first thing in the morning and at the end of each day. It's the easiest and most relaxing path to mindfulness daily. We'll link to this amazing product in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time.